2022 new year. So excited. We're kicking off a new series this morning called Next Steps. So excited to be kicking this off this morning. Hope you had a great time, holidays with the family. We hung out around the house, watched a lot of Christmas movies, all the different things. But I remember this week, I kept going back to different just times being together as a family growing up. And I don't know why it wasn't Christmas or New Year's, but the specific time that just kept coming to my mind, it just is implanted in there. Here's what it is, is that we were in Florida, and there was this big hurricane, big storm coming through. I think I'm in elementary, maybe junior high school. And so school shut down, and we're tight, all huddled up in the living room with our flashlights. We're shining in each other's eyes, just being crazy. And so the power never went out. And so we're huddled up, the Floyd family, and we start watching Rocky. Rocky Balboa. We have any Rocky fans? And so we start watching Rocky, but then we watch the second Rocky and the third Rocky. We're, the power never went out, and we ended up watching every single Rocky movie on repeat. It was incredible. The energy, the testosterone in the Floyd house was crazy. And if you're like me, when you watch Rocky, you can't just sit there and watch the movie. After you just you get going, I got to punch something, I got to do some push-ups, I got to do something. And so the Floyds, we're little, we're just wrestling, and we're quoting all the Rocky quotes. Cut me, Mick. Adrian. And one of my favorite quotes that has just always stuck out to me is this, is Rocky Balboa is talking to his son. And his son's a little bit older and is grounded now, and he says this. He said, it's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Every time I think of that, I hear it. I hear it in Rocky voice. It's not about how hard you can hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. Maybe in 2021, you've been hit. You've been hurt. Maybe you're watching online right now and life's tough. You've been hit. You may have been knocked down. And I don't know what life has been thrown your way. Maybe you've lost a loved one. Maybe you've recently gone through a divorce. Maybe if you lost your job. Maybe you have a prodigal son, a prodigal daughter that has gone off and you feel like you have been beat up. I want you to tell as we study the word of God and what you want to hear from your church this morning is we believe in 2022, we believe God has his best for you, for you, for your family, for this church. We're going to keep moving forward, regardless of what society says, regardless of what culture says, regardless of what happens with COVID-19, we keep moving forward. And that is the truth of God's word and what we're going to see this morning. If you have your Bible, you can go ahead and turn to Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. While you're turning there, if you're like me, it's a show of hands. If you watched way too many, maybe with your kids or grandkids, Christmas movie or just some TV cartoons. Let me see your hand. It's the time of just Christmas movies. I was watching with Mav. Maverick is my son. He's a year and a half. He'll be two in April. Growing up, you see him run around the atrium all the time. And so I was watching Blue's Clues with him. Blue's Clues is his new favorite show. Even when we turn it on, he just starts smiling. And so, uh, so we have we have any Blue's Clues fans. He loves some Blue's Clues, right? And so here's what happens. So we're watching this, in this specific episode, Blue gets stuck in some quicksand. And I'm watching this, I'm like, 
this can't be how Blue's Clues goes out. Like, quicksand, I'm getting nervous for me, for my son, or we've got to watch Blue go out and quicksand, this can't be it. But my mind just began racing of all the different stories, all the different adventure movies where the hero begins getting stuck and sinking in quicksand. You're like, is he going to make it? And then just in the nick of time, he makes it out. I believe that many today are stuck in something much worse than quicksand. They're stuck in the quicksand of uncommitment. Here's the thing about quicksand. I was doing a little research. Quicksand is very rarely and almost never fatal. And it usually only comes up about waist high. It's, it's not fatal. But you can absolutely get stuck. And many today are stuck in uncommitment. Uncommitment. Here's the thing about commitments. Commitments show what we love. Commitments show us and tell us what is important. I want you to listen to this. Look at this. Our commitments show what we love, and our commitments reveal our values. Our commitments determine our destiny. You want to know who you'll be in 2022? Your who you will be in 2022 will be determined by the commitments that you make. Who you become in 2022 will be determined by the commitments that you make. We'll dive into the word this morning, Luke chapter 14. If you stand for the reading of God's word this morning, Luke chapter 14, starting in verse 16, says this. But he said to him, a man once gave a great banquet and invited many. And and at the time for the banquet, he sent his servant to say to those who had been invited, come, for everything is now ready. Focus on this. But they all alike began to make excuses. The first said to them, I've bought a field and I must go out and see it. Please have me excused. And another one said, I've bought five yoke of oxen and I have to go examine them. Please Half me excused in verse 20. And another even says, I have married a wife, therefore I cannot come. You can be seated. May God bless the reading of his word. What we see here is we see three people giving an excuse, giving a reason of why they cannot attend this banquet. Theologians, scholars believe this banquet is being seen, this parable is being told as heaven. And so reasons of why they can't go, reasons of why they cannot enter this banquet. The first man, he comes along and he says, I've bought a field and I have some property I have to go take care of. So please have me excused. I need to go take care of this property. This first man was stuck in the quicksand of possessions. This first man was stuck in the quicksand of possessions. He was stuck in the quicksand of stuff. I've seen many people stuck in something way more, way worse than a field. They've sold their soul. They've neglected their soul for a piece of property. This man neglects his soul, turns his soul for for property, maybe some for a boat, maybe some for a house, maybe some for a new car. But stuff, possessions, is more important. This first thing was stuck in the possessions of stuff. I want you to listen to this this morning. If a material possession keeps you from making the commitments necessary to nourish your soul, listen to this, then you don't own it. It owns you. Stuck 
in the quicksand of stuff. The second man has an excuse of why he cannot attend this banquet as well. And he has, I have five yoke of oxen down at my workplace and I really have to take care of it, otherwise I'm gonna have a really big problem. He was stuck in the quicksand of problems. I really have to take care of this before I can do that. We hear that all the time, right? I have to take care of blank and then I can go to church. I have to take care of this problem and then I can do that. I have to take care of this problem at work and then I can spend time with family. I have to figure out, I have to, I have to solve this, this family problems and then we'll get plugged into church, I promise you. We just gotta figure things out first. Hey, we're really busy, a lot is going on. I got a lot of issues. As soon as we settle out these problems, then hey, Neil, put me down as a life group leader. I gotcha. Here's the problem with problems. There's always problems. As soon as we walked in this room, as soon as we sat down, we all had this in common. Every single one of us have issues. We all have problems. And online, if we're waiting for our problems to go away, that day will never happen. So we cannot be stuck in the quicksand of problems. This third man comes along. He says, I cannot enter this banquet. I'd love to. I really would, but I just got married. So the first guy, you see, he blames it on his wealth. The second guy comes along, and he, and he blames it on his job. The third person comes along, and he blames it on his wife. Let's be honest, men. We've always, we, to get out of something at some point, maybe a party or something, we blamed it on the wife to get out of it. <laughs> We're all guilty. But this man blames it on his wife. We tend to blame others as to why we cannot make meaningful commitments. All three of these people had excuses. They all had excuses. What you see, the common denominator is every single them, one of them are stuck in the quicksand of procrastination. They're all stuck in the quicksand of procrastination. They could not make the commitments necessary to nourish their soul and change their destiny. I bet one of them said this, well, one day I'll get to it. One, one day I'll get there. I just, I just have to take care of this first. I know it's really important. I just don't have the time right now. Here's the thing with excuses. If you want an excuse, you can find one. There's so many excuses. We all have problems. We all have things going on. The question is, are you going to commit? Not putting it off. Every single one of us are committing to something. We're all committed to something. The question is, what are you committed to? Is your commitment to church, to the body of Christ, to surrendering and committing to him? Because you're committing to something. Maybe it's work over family. Maybe it's ball and activities over church. Maybe it's your phone over spending time with your kids. The truth of the matter is you are, we all are committed to something. The thing that we're committed to Will it last? What we are committed to, will it last? During the holiday season, Maverick 
finally kind of begin to understand a little bit about Santa. He, he doesn't quite get it, but it was our first year. It was kind of fun. And so he, he can't, doesn't quite get it. He was scared to death. He cried when he saw Santa. But Santa, Santa, he can kind of say it. So we took him to this, this buffet to meet Santa, this brunch we were going to. And so Abigail, my wife, was kind of figuring out all the different things, handling all the stuff with seeing Santa. And so I had the job, I had the task to take Mav through the buffet line and let him get what he wanted. And so it's Christmas, it's the holiday season. I was like, I'm going to be fun, Dad. And whatever he wants to put on his plate, he can get on his plate. It's Christmas, I'm going to be the fun one. And so here's what happened. We begin going, and he's recently, he knows yes and he knows no, but sometimes it doesn't click, and he'll just say yes or say no. No, 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 no. Yes, yes, yes. It doesn't click. So we're going through the buffet. Like, hey, Matt, do you want some eggs? No. Do you want some cinnamon rolls? No. Do you want some cheese grits? Yes. Now, Maverick loves some cheese grits. He'd eat him breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I don't know if I'm winning as a southern dad or if I'm failing, but he loves cheese grits. We keep going on. Hey, how about some bacon? No. How about some sausage? No. How about some chocolate milk? Oh, yeah. So we go through this buffet line, and I look at the end, look at his plate, and he's got cheese grits and chocolate milk. And I'm like, son, you got to have more than that. There's nothing of substance here. This is not going to last you that day. You're going to be a wreck later on. If you're not going to be a wreck, your stomach's being a wreck, and I don't want to deal with that. Save that for your mom. I think so many people are going through life and they're going to look down at their plate at the end of life and there's nothing of substance. Nothing, of la- nothing is lasting. Everything that they have committed to does not, will not last. Does the things we commit to, will it last forever? Dad, mom, grandparent, Listen to this. What you commit to doesn't just affect you. What you commit to, what you put on your plate, affects your son, affects your daughter, will affect generations to come. Because what I've seen, and I see it so often, is a mom, a dad, travel ball is more important. The lake house, the boat, whatever is more important. And so they see church is not important. And then they grow up and they go to college. And what they teach their kids is even less important. Generation, generation. What you commit to matters. Will it last? For generations to come. It's so crucial, so important that what we commit to lasts. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 44 in the New Living Translation says this, Jesus is saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure that a man discovered hidden in a field. In his excitement, he hid it again and sold everything he owned to get enough money to buy the field. This great, incredible parable that Jesus tells. So this man finds this incredible treasure in this field, and he's so excited about it. He sees its worth. He understands it. And so he goes and hides it, and he sells everything he has to go and buy that field so he could have 
the treasure. So we could have the treasure. This incredible parable that we see is the the commitment that this man makes. What I want us to study this morning, four truths, four principles to go fully committed, to go all in, to avoid the quicksands of life, whether it's wealth, money, procrastinating, that we commit, that we fully surrender. That's what this man did. He sold it all for the treasure that we may do that same. Four truths, four principles, and the first one is this. We must follow the map. We must follow the map. To find the treasure, you've got to follow the treasure map. Maybe you've watched all the different movies, and you, you see the dotted line, and you follow the dotted line till you, till you see the X, and the X marks the spot. And it's that you got to follow the line. The first decision, listen, the first decision, the first commitment is you have to decide what is going to be my map. What is going to be my map? What is going to be your guide? What is going to be the authority in which you base all commitments on? What is going to be your map? God gives us his map. His map is this word, this holy, infallible, perfect word of God. It is living, it is breathing, it is active. This is our map. Proverbs chapter 28 and verse 26 says this, A man is a fool to trust himself, but those who use God's wisdom are safe. I have to decide if I'm going to make decisions and commitments based on my feelings or based on God's word. That's one of my biggest obstacles to be super transparent. Preteens, students, college students, people, that is one of the most hard obstacles to face today as a pastor in shepherding people. And it's because culture and society says it's all about feelings. Feelings are absolute. Feelings are the truth. There's your truth. There's my truth. There's a truth. There's truths everywhere. When in reality, there is one truth, and it is the truth of God's holy, perfect word. But do we follow it? Is it our map? So it's not about feelings. Feelings come, feelings go. So it's regardless of how we feel, we follow the word of God. We follow the map. Psalms 119 verse 105, the psalmist says that this, your word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. We follow his word, the treasure map. And we take one step, following his word, following the map, obeying him, and we take the next step and the next step. And as you follow him and taking the next step, you will end up in a place that you couldn't dream of. We follow it as a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. We follow the treasure. Follow his word. You may have heard the statement, if you don't stand up for something, you'll fall for anything. The word, the map, tells us what we stand up for, what we stand strong in, what we obey. So we follow the map. The second truth, we stop making excuses. 
we stop making excuses. We often use our problems as excuses. We often use our problems as excuses when the very opposite is the truth. God wants to use your problems, your hurts, your pains as an opportunity to totally surrender and commit to him. You look at all the great heroes in the Bible. They all had an excuse. You look at the life of Moses. God wants to use Moses, and Moses is like, I have a stuttering problem. I really can't talk, God. You're asking the wrong guy. And here's what Scripture says. Scripture says that actually the Bible says God's anger burned against Moses. He looks at Moses like, Moses, who do you think created man's mouth? Who do you think created man's ear? Don't you think I know I can use you? Abraham had the excuse, I'm too old. God, you can't use me. Gideon had the excuse, I'm too young. But God used him. Regardless of our excuses, regardless of our God can use us. Matthew chapter 13 and verse 45, we see these strong Words again, the kingdom of heaven is like a pearl merchant on the lookout for the choice of pearls. When he discovered a pearl of great value, he sold everything he owned and bought it. This great parable from Jesus. So, this man sees the value, sees the treasure, sees the value in the pearl. Again, surrenders everything, sells everything for the pearl. I began doing some research on the, the pearls and oysters, and it's so very interesting to me is what begins, and you may know this, is how a pearl forms is just a speck of sand or a speck of shell. And then it begins to cause pain, and it begins to cause irritation, but what forms is a beautiful pearl. But as you may know, natural pearls are very, very rare, very rare. Because the instinct when that piece of sand, piece of shell is in there is to spit it out. It's causing pain. It's causing irritation. So they get rid of it. So when they make these pearls, they actually sew in the sand. They actually sew in the shell so it cannot be removed. And then you see the pearl. It's so very interesting. I, I never knew that. And that's why they're so very rare natural pearls. It's interesting to think this. What was created for, by irritation, what was created by a problem, the very same thing is used to create beautiful pearls. The issues, the problems, the pain that we're all going through, God wants to use so you fully surrender, so that you fully commit to him, listen, so that beautiful pearls can be made. The pain, the sorrow, the struggle that you're facing is for a reason, is for a purpose. So we cannot give excuses. Another truth this morning is this. We must surrender fully. We must surrender fully. There is a common theme between these two stories. The man that found the treasure in the field, he sold everything to get that field, to receive that treasure. The other man saw the, the pearl in the oyster, sold everything so he could have this pearl. Both men surrendered everything. <laughs> they gave it all up. 
They saw the value. Surrender and commitment. Listen to this. The only way to get into God's treasure chest is to use the key of surrender. The only way to get into the key of God's treasure chest is to use the key of surrender. I did some more research when I was freaking out a little bit that blue was going to fall into the quicksand. So I did a little research, and I found this. This is so very interesting. Is that quicksand is more dense than water. It's 125 pounds per cubit feet, which means, means this. You can basically float on quicksand easier than you actually can water. So the only way you actually sink, the only way you fall into the quicksand is through struggle and through flailing about. I watched an episode and Brill, Bill uh, Grills taught me once that really all you have to do is kick your feet up, relax, and you'll float to safety. Relax and float to safety. Total surrender. Total surrender and trusting in him. Philippians chapter 3. Verse 7 and 8, Paul says this in in his writing, so very strong, but whatever I gain, I count as loss for the sake of the gospel. Indeed, I count everything as loss because of the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. For his sake, I have suffered the loss of all things and count them as rubbish in order that I may gain Christ. This incredible word in the word of Paul. Here's what I ask you to do. Put that back on the screen. Maybe underline that word rubbish. Underline that word rubbish there. Here's maybe a more accurate translation for us today. Is that word rubbish can maybe even be more translated to this trash or done. Trash or done. So here's what Paul is saying here. It's really all garbage. When you compare it to Christ, for that is what we choose. We surrender all to him. And trust me, friend, it's worth it. But what do we do? We choose the trash. We choose the rubbish. We choose the things. We commit to the things that will perish away, that will not last. Paul says, I count it all. I was thinking about that and, and thinking about, because I'm with you. I'm, I'm a young dad. I'm a young husband. I'm trying to figure it out. We all have problems and we all have issues. And, and the truth is we've, we've all been hit in 2021 online. Maybe you're with me and you're struggling. Maybe we're sitting here this morning and you're tired. You're wore out. And life, with work, with family, and Man, I'm with you. Life can just be exhausting. And it's exhausting because we're trying to figure it out ourselves. We're trying to solve our problems. We're trying to get ourselves out of the quicksand. And what we're doing is we're getting deeper and deeper, and we're wore out. You're stepping into 2022 wore out by trying to do it all yourself. A few months ago, I was putting Maverick to bed. And he was, he, was, he was much younger then, and, and man, he was fighting sleep. He did not want to go to sleep. And so he's wanting to play and wanting to reach and just refusing to go to sleep. 
And so I, I finally get him, and I finally begin rocking him. But, I mean, he's so restless and pushing against me, wanting to stay awake. So here's what I do. I, I grab him, and the, under God, it's a true story. I, I, I grab him, and then I just lay my head next to him. We're, we're laying my head on his, and I rock for literally five seconds. And I look, and he is so passed out. He's so asleep. I'm like, thank you. So I go and I, I lay him in his crib and I, I put the blanket and I, with the sound machine blaring. I, I just stand there and begin to think. He was so restless. I, he was so tired. I knew he was tired, but he was just fighting it and fighting it and fighting it, pushing against me. He found rest when he got close to the Father. This morning, listen, you want rest? You want peace? Surrender. Come close to the Father. Stop fighting it. Stop wrestling. Get close to the Father. Surrender. Commit to Him, and you will find rest. Surrender fully. Surrender fully. The last truth this morning is this step out in faith. Step out in faith. Once you find the treasure, you can't keep the treasure to yourself. There are too many secret saints. Step out. Share what God has done. We can look back and look at all the different things which God's hand protected us, God's hand blessed us, God's hand pushed us on. We serve a good, good God. Amen? And we're unworthy and we screw up and we mess up, but he's still good. Why would we keep that a secret? We see strong letters, strong words here in the words of Jesus. Matthew chapter 10, verse 33. But whoever denies me before men, I will also deny my Father who is in heaven. From teenager to old person, here is what I see. And to be super transparent, here is what I have done. I think so many teenagers, listen, this is, I think, what we even have taught. Listen to this. Growing up in the church, here's what I believe we're taught is we're taught this. Pursue holiness. Live a life set apart. And I'm going to let my actions speak for themselves. We, we say that. We, we believe that. I'm going to let my actions speak for myself. So someone will come to me and say, Chris, the way you treat your family, the way you work, the way you play your sport, the way you conduct business, the way you love your wife, love your kids, it's different. Why are you different? And then you can say, Jesus. And that's true. And that's right. And we Listen to me. I'm not saying we don't live, hold, pursue holiness. I'm not saying we don't live a life set apart. We absolutely should. We are called to be different. We're called to step out, stand out in faith. But here's what we have so many have done. Listen to me. Here's what we do. We use, I'm going to let my actions speak for themselves as an excuse to not be strong and have bold gospel conversations. I'm going to go through life and be comfortable. Yeah, my work people know I go to church. Yeah, I'm just, but I can go through the motions and not have to be and be strong and have conversations. May we live set apart. Maybe we'd be strong, but maybe we call it out. 
Hey, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Let's stand out, step out in faith. May we not be selfish with the treasure. May we not be selfish with the treasure. You close your Bibles and you look up here and we'll wrap up this morning. You may have been hit in 2021. I don't know what you face. I don't know what you're going through online. I do not know what has happened in your life. But you may feel beat down and beat up. Keep on moving. Take the next step. May 2022 be the year. May this be the time in which we fully commit, in which we surrender all, dodging the pitfalls, dodging the quicksands of life, pursuing Jesus with everything that we have. And may we show and share and tell of the treasure and what he's done and what he can do. What is the next step for you? What is the next step for you this morning? You close your eyes and and bow your head with me. I believe that if you're serious and you're here this morning, you're like, Chris, I need to commit. I, I, I need to surrender. There's things in my life that I haven't let go of. There's things in my life that I need to, I need to commit to. I believe this. If you're serious, I think as the word of God has been taught, I believe God has placed something on your mind and of your heart. Something you need to do something you need to let go of. I believe that with every fiber of my being, the Lord has put something on your heart. Here's the question. Will you obey? Maybe you need to surrender your life to Jesus. Maybe you have never made him the boss of your life. Maybe you're online and you have never made him Lord of your life. Take the next step to do that. Maybe the next step for you is believer's baptism. You're a follower of Jesus, but you haven't told it from the rooftops and it's time to tell your story. Maybe you've gone through the motions and the next step for you is joining a life group. Maybe it's serving in the church. We believe God has big things in store in 2022 and we need you to come alongside as we lock arms and serve together. I don't know what it is for you. The question is, will you take the next step? I'm going to pray, and after I pray, this altar will be open, and I ask maybe you come and pray. Surrender it all to him who is worthy. Following his word, following the map. Lord, we love you. Lord, we're thankful for you and who you are and what, we've, what you've done. Lord, I pray for every person here that they surrender to you, whatever they're going through, whatever they're facing, whatever they're battling, that they wouldn't do it alone. They wouldn't sink into the sand fighting, but they would surrender it all to you. May you be pleased with what you see in these next few moments. Lord, we love you. We're thankful for you. In Jesus' name, amen.